Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. Welcome at Stem Cells at Lunch. Today we have Alice Figures. She is a third year PhD student in Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine. And her project title is Using Human IPS Cell Lines to Identify Genetic Variants that Influence Cellular Differentiation. Welcome, Alice. Hi. Um, how would you explain your project to the public? My project is using IPS cells. Um, so these are induced pluripotent stem cells. And these are um, taken from uh, skin cells, typically, or blood cells, so adult tissue. Um, and then using genetic factors, they are reprogrammed so that they become similar to embryonic stem cells. And these are very powerful stem cells, they're pluripotent, um, which basically means they can become any cell type in the body. So this was a really exciting discovery made uh, just over 10 years ago now. It won a Nobel Prize. And since then, there's been a ton of really amazing research using these cells. Um, but what's become apparent along the way is that there is a lot of variation in these stem cells. So what I mean by that is these stem cells can be different in terms of their gene expression, their protein expression, um, or even how they look when we look at them under a microscope. And so what previous research has found is that um, one of the contributing factors to this variation is the genetic background of the donor. So all of these cell lines are taken from people, from individuals, and their unique genetic signature is retained in these iPS cells. So my project is trying to look to see if we can identify specific genetic factors. Um, I'm personally interested in something called single nucleotide polymorphisms. So this is um, very small changes in the DNA and seeing if certain polymorphisms can affect how these cells behave and be causing some of this variation. Very interesting. <laughs> um, so during your PhD, you went for a placement in industry and yes. you went to Merck VC in Netherlands. Yes. So what was your role there? Yeah, so um, I was in the venture capital arm of Merck. Um, so some people may have heard of Merck. It's this uh, huge um, global science and technology company. And like a lot of big corporate companies, they have a venture capital arm. And their purpose is to provide financial support to very early stage startups and entrepreneurs. And they invest in companies that are in keeping with the core business areas of Merck. Um, so these are healthcare, which is the group that I was in, who um, invest in therapeutics. There's the life sciences team who invest in um, products and technology that helps research and development, so the stuff that we use in the lab. There's performance materials um, who invest in chemical or materials-based uh, technologies, so things like liquid crystal displays on your phone or semiconductors. And the New Businesses Fund um, who look at blue sky opportunities, so anything ranging from kind of digital health to things in food and agriculture technology. Um, so they, for example, recently made an investment in a company that does lab-grown meat. 
Um, so my role was as um, an investment analyst in the healthcare team. So it was a really exciting job looking at new therapeutics. Um, so this is stuff like small molecules, antibodies, cell therapies, that are all at preclinical stage. Um, so anything from kind of early discovery in the lab to uh, being ready to enter clinical trials. Um, so we would get loads and loads of proposals and together with the team we would look at them, look at the, the science behind these therapies. Um, we had a particular focus on oncology, so cancer therapies um, and some autoimmune diseases um, and fertility as well. So we do due diligence on these. Uh, this is where you're kind of digging into the science behind them, making sure you really understand the data that's been given to you, reading the scientific literature in the area. We would want to see that it was really novel and unique compared to what else is out there. Um, so doing some what's called competitive landscape analysis um, and also looking at the commercial potential as well. So we'd get loads and loads of, of proposals, the ones that were kind of most captivating, most unique, um, those we would take forward. We would talk to the management team of the company, which is something I always really enjoyed. We'd hear them pitch, have a discussion around their work, um, and you know check there's a strong team behind the company, because that's really important as well. And then the ones that were kind of the best of the best, um, that's when um, M Ventures would decide to make an investment. And I was actually fortunate enough to um, be helping the team on um, four different investments whilst I was there. That's nice. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a really great experience and I learned a ton In of your opinion, stuff. like, what is a good investment? Like, how <laughs> do you think that is, like, a, how would you find a good investment? Yeah, that's a really good question. and. There's definitely an element of subjectivity to that. Um, so I'm sure that you know, other people would give a different definition. But I think it's really important to see that the, the science is really strong um, because you know, there are so many quite shocking statistics at how many drugs fail. So you know, making sure that the, the science is very robust um, you know, looking at it in a similar way that as academics we would look at a scientific paper um, and seeing that the results are, are strong in kind of different models and different contexts. So, you know, you'll initially look at data that's shown in cells in vitro, um, then also in um, animal models, but you want to be confident that the animal model is um, representing the human disease um, as accurately as possible. And I think also it's important to see that it's something novel and unique and, you know, can really kind of stand out from the crowd and, you know, have really good biology, but then also so many drugs now have um, really bad adverse events. Um, so these are really bad side effects. Um, which can cause problems later down the line. Um, so, you know, we'd need to see that there'd been consideration taken there and that it would have a, a, a good safety profile, we would hope. Okay. 
And how long, so the process, like we as researchers, we start the research and then when you're going to pitch the idea, how long do you think it's, how long is the process to actually get it into like a production and have the actual drug? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a long time and, you know, we're talking the order of sometimes 10 years um, to go from discovery in the lab to getting anywhere near going near a person which you know is a very long time but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because ultimately you know we're we're testing at the end of the day we're testing drugs on people and you don't want to do a a bad job of that because the consequences can be severe uh, to say the least so yeah it's many years of um, doing discovery in the lab like you know that goes on here at King's and then taking it forward to early clinical trials. <clears throat> so um, you initially do a kind of safety test in uh, sometimes healthy individuals to start off with um, just to make sure that the drug is safe and then moving on to um, patients with the disease that you're trying to treat um, and slowly increasing the number of patients that you're testing. Um, and there's a lot of work now um, about trying to select the, the right patients for those trials. So making sure that the patients receiving the drugs are the ones that are hopefully more likely to be ones that will be you know, cured or improve um, from the treatment. Um, so there's lots of interesting ways you can do that. Um, taking uh, cancer, for example, um, you can try to understand at the molecular level what's going on in the tumour, um, if it's expressing certain proteins, um, and if there's a drug that is specific for that protein, then that would be hopefully a good match for that patient. Well, that's... <laughs> so yeah, a very it's a long process. It's a long time, but at yeah. the end of the day, it's something for good and... Treat exactly. You need to make it as safe as possible. Exactly. You want a, a high quality yeah. process. You don't want the yeah <laughs> anything um, worse. From going from research because your background was in PhD, so mm. you were doing a PhD yeah. and then going to a company which is completely different. Yeah. What do you think? How did you feel like? How, what was what was different? Yeah, that's uh, a good question. Um, I'd had some experience before my PhD working for a biotech startup, so I'd, I was familiar with it. Um, but yeah, it's very, very different to being in a lab. I, you know, I think both environments are great. Um, it's uh, in a, the role that I was in. It's obviously no lab work, so that was a bit of a shock for me. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just um, a huge variety in the day, really, in my role with M Ventures. There'd be a lot of meetings and calls, um, which we don't really have in the lab, but I really enjoy talking to new people and that aspect of things, so um, I really enjoyed that. There's a lot more computer time, which I it took a while to get used to. But, you know, I was relieved to not have to come into the lab on a Saturday to feed my stem cells. So, <laughs> yeah, there are uh, both have their positives and negatives. <laughs> yeah. And as your talk is from bench to venture, 
What do you think is the biggest struggle that we have nowadays doing that? Going from the research to an actual product? Yeah, that's a difficult question. Um, so people talk of this kind of valley of death between bench, i.e. in the lab, the discovery side to bedside, which means to patients. Um, and I, th I think there are a number of reasons. So um, a lot of, of the discovery work is, um, as I mentioned earlier, done in cells, in a dish, or in animal models, neither of which are people. Um, and the biology of people is hugely complex. We've got so many different tissues, all our different organs. Our so much variation. Exactly, yeah. our blood vessels, our immune system, that's really complex. Um, you know, going back to my project, we're all genetically different. Um, we're all, you know, these amazing, unique people, but that makes it very difficult um, for us to treat diseases because every disease is going to be different. But I do think that now that people are developing better animal models um, to recapitulate uh, a human disease, and also things like induced pluripotent stem cells where um, we can take cells from a person which has their genetic background and look at that and see how they respond differently to treatments compared with other people. Um, so yeah, I think the advances in genetics are really powerful for developing personalized treatments. And also with stem cells, we can create cell types that were typically really hard to look at. So as you can imagine, it's very difficult to get hold of tissue from the brain, so your nerve cells. But with um, induced pluripotent stem cells, that's, um, we can now create uh, neurons and um, related tissue in a dish to test drugs on. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a ton of new technologies yeah. that um, I think will will help us close, hopefully, that, that big valley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, thank you for everything and your time. Thank you very much for interviewing me. Mm -hmm.